What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And today we're coming at you with another tribute episode. Yes, sir. Mace this, Harlem World. That's right. This time it's the 20 year tribute for Mace Harlem World, which came out on October 28th, 1997. Yes, sir. And if everyone who's familiar with the podcast knows Yinka was a really really big bad boy fan back around this time period so True indeed. he thought it was very important very important necessary for us to do a, a 20 year tribute give an entire dedicate an entire episode to uh to to, to Mace's would this be a, a a debut or this is his debut right. and first of all uh <laughs> this uh th- this calendar invite actually came from Outlaw this is true um, he it chose did. this album as an album that we were going to discuss as, as I, a pet potential album to do but nevertheless but I uh, i've actually have i have no i'm just i'm just messing with you i don't have any <laughs> negative thing to say about this album yeah uh, i just thought it was funny to just you know i had to put him on blast just a little bit just nah, a little it's bit. love so so i think that this is an album that definitely uh needs to be celebrated uh whether or not you know you were a hardcore wu-tang fan and thought <laughs> that everybody from bad boy was ridiculously flagrant <laughs> or you know you were you were a death row fan and you felt as though if you didn't want your ceos dance and all in the videos, videos you needed to come to death row um i think this album was kind of a blueprint for a, a lot of other things that we got in terms of like mainstream uh over the top hype williams hip-hop in the future okay so i don't know what your thoughts are on that that comment <laughs> well, I'd be curious to see where you were taking that. You can either expound on it now or we can just naturally get there. Well, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, Like, like uh, for instance, I mean, Kanye has actually mentioned that this album is one of the most influential albums to him. Okay. Um, when he got his chain from Dame Dash, I don't know if you remember him saying, I'm the newest member of the Rockefeller team and I want to make this nigga Jay mad more cream, which just comes like, from uh, what song is Mace. It? Is uh, it... Uh, what song is it? Is it not Take What's Yours? That's Which one, one is of it? These joints. I don't remember because I, I haven't listened to this album. I know what you're talking like about. That, that, but I'm yeah, going to make Puff uh, Man more cream. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's a Mace line. Um, he's uh, he's actually done a lot of Mace's lines from 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 Harlem World uh, okay. and, and throughout his career. Um, and I think a lot of people from the 808s and Heartbreaks era, I would say, of hip-hop mm-hmm. have discussed how... Um, how much this album and and this era of mace influenced them i can see it so i think it's I a very influential album whether you love the album or or not i actually don't love this album interesting um, all right but I, but i definitely think that it's it's um it's an important album all right well let's just go back to uh where were you when it came out let's just let's just start there sure let's do that um so i was in middle school um when this album came out uh, as you know, big bad boy fan uh, was take a that, huge, that, take a that. huge uh, big fan, one twelve fan. I mean, the locks, everybody, black, Rob, black Rob, everybody, little C's. No, I actually never <laughs> liked Lil C's, uh, but but pretty much everybody else on Bad Boy, I was a big fan of. Um, I remember I had Spanish class for whatever reason. All the girls in my Spanish class would always talk about Mace. Oh, so they had like they had like the little Mace like <laughs> like like thing in their binder, you know, you could like put a poster in your binder. They had like the little cutout of Mace and like, you know, he was popping. I remember around this time um the Rugrats soundtrack had a song oh, with yeah, Mace with, with, the, with Maya. Maya. That's yeah, right, that's that right. was big. So, uh, one um, of our followers on Facebook uh when we talked about 
possibly doing this episode. She's like, oh, that was my high school crush. Yeah, a lot. Of, I think he was a lot of people's high school, middle school crush. So that was the so, case uh, when I, where I went to school. The ladies, yeah, like Mace Mace. was killing it. We were talking a little bit earlier about, um, you know, he went on like Oprah. I think it was around that time, and she asked him if he really talked like that, and he was like, yeah, 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 yeah I talk, talk like that. Like he talks mad slow, but uh, I talk like I don't have any I'm, brain cells, <laughs> but I rap mad good. But that's where I was at, man. I was, I was, uh, I was on on the bad boy train. I was a fan. And, uh, you know, this album came out. Um, it came out around the time I did my little bad boy, uh, my little bad boy talent show. So I was a I was a fan. Where were you? So I was just entering my freshman year in high school. And at the time, the major artists that I liked would probably be Busta Rhymes. I was really into Busta Rhymes. I was kind of on the tail end of um, the Bone Thugs and Harmony, only on in the commercial sense. Right. Because they had they uh, they had the crossroads. Yeah. Uh, and they has they had some other joints. So yeah, it's nineteen ninety nine this year. Right, right, right. So whenever whenever year. they had a hit on the radio, I was like, oh, you know, Bone. Right. I wasn't buying their records though. I was, I did buy Busta Rhymes. <laughs> um, I bought uh, Will Smith Big Willie Style, which actually came out. Oh, that's r- true. That did right come after out this. Here, yeah. Um, and what else was I into at the time? Um, I was actually still into Tupac. So well, before we move on from Big Willie Style, did mm-hmm. you like that album when you bought it? Or did you? Were you I like, like oh, songs. I wasted my money? I like certain songs, and then the other yeah. times I was like, eh, I wasted my money. And then within like mm. a year or two of owning the album, I think I gave it to my brother because yeah. he wanted it. So I was like, I yeah, remember I don't buying that album anymore. for my mom, <laughs> and she like <laughs> no disrespect, <laughs> but uh, she loved the album because you know it didn't have it any was, curse words easy, on it, it and you know it was, it was a nice light. little yeah. dance to it at the crib. Yeah. You know, yeah. But anyway, but no, nah, no, nah, that's kind of where I was, and then of course. Mm. I was just getting into Wu Tang, so the Wu Tang that I was getting into was uh, their their debut, Enter the Thirty Six Chambers, right, and Met the Man's to Cal album. Those were the two albums that my brother had that I was borrowing. Dope. So I was just getting into that stuff, but I wasn't okay. full fledged right, right. Wu Tang yet. Yeah. So I would still listen to, to to other stuff, and I think this mm-hmm. was actually around this time I still would have been a a, a Tupac over Biggie guy like okay. at the time i back when biggie was out i didn't really like biggie right you said you know that. I, I liked a few of his tracks um the song that was on the, the the main joint that was on the radio was um more money more problems i love right. that song yeah right i love more money more, more more problems but other than that like i didn't really understand biggie i didn't understand yeah. biggie until i started to write lyrics right and then when i went back to listen to his music and i understood just how difficult difficult it was to come up with the things that he was coming up with. That's right. where it was just like, oh wow, right. he's a genius, right? So, but the thing is, I kind of missed Mace. Now, of course, mm-hmm. um, I did. I did know the hits that were on the radio, mm-hmm. and you know, would always dance to those at the parties and whatnot. But I wasn't really in the space where I was buying a lot of music like that, and so. You know, by the time that I did get to that space, Mace had gone. And by the mm-hmm. time that I actually understood what I was listening to, mm-hmm. I thought of Mace as a clown. Right. You know, I thought it was Puff as a clown. I thought it was Bad Boy, <laughs> with the exception of Biggie. I thought of them all as clowns. Okay. I didn't know I didn't know the locks too well. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's no shade to the locks. Yeah. But at the same time, they were still wearing shiny suits and, and pleather mm-hmm. leather jacket, uh, pleather <laughs> baseball baseball jerseys and shit. So yeah, yeah. it was like, no, I was like, I'm not going to listen to this stuff. Like, I just wasn't going to take it serious. This might have been the first CD that I bought. Oh, like okay. you know, I had bought tapes before that, but right, I think right, I right. think this might be the first CD that I bought. Um, 
but yeah so uh i mean i think i think we've introduced that pretty well sure, sure. uh you want to talk about critical reception and stuff just kind of make this a classic i remember people liking mace right. more than they like this album yeah i think it's the best way that i can describe it i think that's um, a good description uh, you know when yeah like when when you know when people talk about nas they really talk about illmatic when right. people talk about wu-tang they really talk about cuban link yeah. or 36 chambers yeah. when they talk about um i don't know just just whoever like there's just certain there's just certain albums that's like yo this is just like a really like outcast like right. they were they were talking about outcast but they were also talking about at aliens and it's a criminal right yeah but when this time period like no one was really talking about harlem world they were yeah. just talking about mace i in think general. also right you had mace on i think he had like three hit records at the same time right mm -hmm. so he had um he had the um what was the uh more money more problems right money more Pu Mo puffs Mo album came out the same year yeah so he had he had hits uh, on uh, on that joint he had been, been around, around the world, world and then the and other the, one was the um the don't push me because i'm close to the edge yeah that's yeah simple, yeah that's yeah, yeah that uh, joint. hold me down oh, hold, hold, hold me down he then he had um feel so good on this feel so good then he also um, had that, the that total joint but yeah and then but he also then had the total neptune came. joint yeah so why you looking at me yeah those joints came a little bit hours to live a little bit later and i'll get to that in a second but so he had like four three or four major i mean only you also came out uh just the year before yeah with 112 so, right. right so he had like all these big records that were all out at the same time yeah and i think that was way bigger than this album that's, was. that's probably fair. Um, and i think that this album also tried to do different things and so it hit it hit different high points for different people okay i think 24 hours to live is remembered as like one of the illest posse cuts like people who love that's posse fair. cuts love 24 hours to live uh it's so the for, most real hip-hop record on here yeah without but, a doubt but for the heads like that was there no that's but what then, i mean like th mm -hmm. this this we could talk about the song specifically mm -hmm. right and i do kind of want to get into that track specifically right. but 24 hours to live like when you listen to it if you're into you know backpacker hip-hop like right. if you're one of those types of dudes like this is the type of track this concept of a track is something where like you're with your boys you're in your basement exactly. you're recording and you're like yo we need a concept like what's a premise for a song right. what's a premise what is the topic we could talk about oh what if you only had 24 hours to live like, exactly let's rap about that that's exactly Yo, what the song don't is do and that. it's dope people too. don't do that anymore do that no but, but at the time as a hit. yeah but at the time like that was a thing like for no, folks for sure. that who are listening and for don't sure. know like that was a thing you had like one song where it would just revolve around a concept and everybody would, would yeah. walk away and write right back with their rap and words. it might be the dope um, track on here too and yeah I, I i would say that it is which which um, uh who who has a best last 24 hours what do you think uh so actually there was a there was there a was, piece that was. i posted yeah. i don't know if you saw it i don't remember what um, your answer was I, I i think i'm gonna go with jada really okay i would not have gone with jada i would have gone with mace or uh styles <clears throat> beat really mace actually has was actually trying to do uh productive things yeah right? he was like, trying to give the money away yeah, and, yeah. oh and yeah so that's what yeah. So that's what they said in the article yeah so i'm trying to teach people are, how are to talk about like, oh you're actually gonna do are something we talking productive about who life? had the best verse or that's who had the best day who had the best 24 hours oh, okay see that's different and styles p yeah, styles i would say p, styles a styles p is, is is my favorite just the opening right yeah uh for him to say like if i had 24 hours to live i'd probably die in the fifth yo that is the most n-word shit you could possibly <laughs> say yo. to say that like 
you know, you only have 24 hours, but like my, like my life, you're giving right. me 24 hours and I don't even have the full 24 hours. Right. That's my life. <laughs> that shit is fire, yo. Yo, that shit X, is so, X, so X hot. did some fire shit too. He did, I would he say did, he did. Literally everybody was productive except yeah. Black Rob. Oh, that's tough. Fam, he that's pulled, tough. why did he do that? I, you know what? In fairness, I can't even I can't even tell you like what he said specifically. So, so, he so, said, so you're right. You're right. So, so he said um, he said that he he never really got along with his mom oh, and he right, hated right, his, right, right, her right. boyfriend. So he shot him. Then yeah. he he pulled out his dick and took a piss on the floor. Then yeah, he then he, he went and got some cats that he wanted to get since the tavern on the green robbery in 86 which i still to this very day wonder what happened in the tavern on the green robbery but you know that's real too that means like yeah. look like that is a sad life if that should last yeah, 24 hours exactly. and that's real like yeah, that's not taking that's anything away that's you know that's real um i think my problem mm. with, with dmx is was that it just seemed a little cliche especially after hearing the mm. fact that he came at the end mm-hmm. it's just kind of like oh it's, it's kind of predictable like there was a, but you see didn't that, really challenge me but that was the crazy hours. thing about it right was that this was a time frame where x was coming on all of these joints yeah. and giving you kind of similar verses but where he would tear it the fuck down is so this, I think is we this just the knew debut it. of or is this the uh, i guess the introduction of mainstream dmx or well, did he do something before this uh we got um we got get at me dog before this but but uh, is dark and the hell is hot. That didn't come out until until that was like ninety eight. Nah, that's ninety eight. Oh, get at me, dog. Was ninety seven. Oh, so maybe so it's about the same time. We should we should look that up. But that album yeah. was ninety eight. Because yeah, remember, yeah, he yeah. did two. He did two albums. Yeah, in you're right. Yep. I think I think uh, maybe that was February. It was January, I think, and then um, the other one was December or February and December, right, something so maybe, like that. Okay. Yeah. You know what's interesting though? That get what's at up? me, dog. That beat is on here. Yo, I, I noticed that too, and I will, so we'll yeah. get there when we get yeah to the to the making a classic portion of this. But yeah, I, I heard the sample, and I'm like, this is. <laughs> but anyway, all right. But this was so, recorded in '96, '97. So yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, so who made that beat? Let's see. I don't remember the. So Puffy probably stole that shit then, because it's Maybe. Puffy and the Hitman, and the original joint is Dame Grease, and Dame Grease ain't gonna steal from Puff, so Puff probably stole from Dame Grease. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. anyway, all right. So um, we went over the critical reception. We kind of talked about how we felt about it. Um, you want to just go straight in to make it a classic, or well. <clears throat> Sure. So this is going to be interesting. So Yika mm-hmm. wanted to do like just pay homage to the album in general and then right. just do a make it a classic segment. Mm-hmm. But I got to be honest, I'm not sure if, there was, if there's anything I would change on here. That was a super surprise for me. Yeah. And the thing is, that's not to say that I think it is a classic, right? But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that usually when I do a make it a classic, there's mm-hmm. something that's very noticeable that I'm like, yo, this doesn't belong here. Right. Right. And it, and it, it distracts from the album. Mm-hmm. Um. In this album, there's nothing on here, in my opinion, that distracts from anything. There's that not even to do. one joint that you'd be like, "Ah, this nope. is distracting." Wow. Nope. I yo look. So here's the here's the thing. So for you know, like I explained at the start of the episode, uh-huh. I kind of glossed over this album when it came out. In fact. Uh-huh. When we decided to do a tribute for this was the first time I decided to listen to it. So I've listened uh-huh. to this like three three times within the last you know okay. twenty four hours, forty eight hours, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm listening to it and I'm like, yo, like you're like I this isn't my it. thing, but it but it works. I'm not even gonna say that it's not my thing. There's actually mm-hmm. a lot about this album that I like, and okay. I yeah, I I don't know why. So you're mm-hmm. saying that a lot of people were talking about this album, but it's like it's it's like. It's like I don't really remember people 
talking about it. I think for me, you know, I'm I'm a kid in middle school. I'm I'm yeah. I'm go- going back to telling you about how all the girls had Harlem World on their on their you know binders. Right. So I think it was just an event from that perspective. Like at all the kids, it was like it was a kid album. Like you even you listen to the interludes, right? Like the interludes are like Mace on the phone with a girl. Sure. Then he gets on the phone with another, another girl. girl. Like it's like right. I'm a grown ass man now. I'm listening to those skits. I'm like seriously, dog. I actually um, appreciate just about all of them. Okay. I'm dead. I'm dead ass serious. So, yeah. so why don't we do this? Okay. I don't really have anything to contribute on my from my own in terms of making a classic because I'm not going to say that it is a, a five mic classic. <laughs> I hope but not. But I don't think that there's anything I would change. Okay. And so you give yours, and I'll okay. challenge you at certain points, and I'll just Fair. you know offer my perspective. That so, fine. so, so why don't you start? Off? Right. So, what are your what are your highlights? So my highlights. Um, are uh so, so my highlights it's weird because my highlights are mostly records that kind of if i had to say records didn't belong on here they would be the ones that don't belong on here so okay. niggas want to act i okay. love that song All like right. and i get busta rhymes on it and he's he's wilding out and i get like i get i, I love that 24 hours to live right love that song um those are my highlights that's it yeah i mean i would say i would say feel so good just from the perspective of it's the most bad boy record on here. Like it's right. like something that just really, really sounds like everything they were putting out at the time. Mm-hmm. So there's a nostalgia factor to it. Everything else, I mean, it's cool. What about you? you really? So the highlights for me, um, I, I kind of like the intro. I okay. like that beat. It's just, just an a very, I still, very white. I still kind of liked it. I still kind of yeah. liked it. Um, all right. Looking at me, is that the Neptune's first? big track. no uh it was uh nori but this but that that came out after this though that had to come out you talk about super thug right yeah super, super thug. thug definitely came out after this did it super thug come out as a single after looking at me came out as a single? i don't think so we'll have to look yeah either way this is because one of their the, earlier because the neptunes though. will say that nori was their first big record yeah they have right. you know I, I think you're right about that yeah nori definitely makes a point of saying that as well but yeah. i thought that I, I thought that song came out after this either uh, way it's still one of their earlier neptune's tracks right right uh and i i, I happen to like it mm-hmm. um uh i do like to play away with uh with ball and g right um I did like the N words want to act. That's the joint with uh, uh Busta rhymes on the feature yeah. right i do kind of wish he had a verse yeah me too but i kind of like from from yeah. an artistic standpoint me too from an arrangement standpoint it kind of makes sense like the way he's featured on it i agree wholeheartedly so uh the yeah. other one th- there's also one of the earlier tracks with uh dmx on it uh that one yeah, was great. um the take what's, take yours. what's yours i really like that one too the, all right i, I should have so mentioned that i need to be is is interesting right uh the the they start off talking about like hey you she said that girl 19. was 19 but then the song didn't really have anything to do with that the song's right. kind of all over the place but yeah. The reason why I like it though mm. is because that's low key like a trap beat. It doesn't mm. have the bass, but it has the it has the tempo and it mm. has some of the instrumentation. Mm. Uh, and we'll get back to that in a second. Sure. But um, I think that's I think that song was kind of like ahead of its time a little bit. So I uh, hate that song. That's and fair. it's And that's it's fair. my least favorite song. That's and fair. it's definitely gone. If that's it, fair. If, if uh, but I'm I I yeah. I, <laughs> I find myself really really enjoying that beat. Yeah. Um, you know what? Feel so good. Did you say feel so good was a highlight for yeah. you? It's definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. And I don't I don't like that it's a highlight, but fuck it. I don't yeah. care. Like this that song is just so much fun to listen to. Yeah. Um what else? Okay, uh tell me what you want. Uh-huh. The total joints on yeah. here. That joint's Uh that's dope. And then um You got mad highlights. 
Yo, I don't have any issues with this album. Yeah. I'm even going to say the Jealous Guy is, is potentially a highlight. Look, okay. look, look, look. You know, if you think about the fact that, you know, uh, player haters mm-hmm. on Life After Death. See, you, you, you're right? taking all my material from my, my <laughs> classic. I'm making a classic. I'm but just anyway, saying, like, yeah. I, I don't really have any. And, and you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I like all of the interludes. So I don't like all of the interludes. Um, I, I Jealous guy is too long. I, I, I agree with you that it's, it, outro, it's in the vein of a player hater. Yeah. But, Biggie, but Biggie didn't sing for six and a half minutes. But it's also it's um, also the last track. It's yeah, I, I would have uh, completely removed Puff Puff's verse from there in the middle. And that would have made mm. it a lot shorter. That's I thought fair. Puffy that's sounded fair. retarded on that's there. That's fair. Yeah, but that's, that's also puff. But anyway. Yeah. But uh okay, so we, we want to make it a classic. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I wanna right. I wanna see here how you would make it a classic. All right, so uh Puff's intro, same. Yeah, um I, I think it. that 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 Barry White loop is, yeah. is is just perfect. It kind of really introduces it's and su- he's it's such a Barry White yeah, it's just too. it's just so smooth and then you know they're kind of introducing uh Hollow. Mace as like this this ladies man but they're telling you like what what made Mace into who he is which is Harlem. And they're Puff's also they're also breaking this, like, down like where Harlem is. Right. I like that. painting this whole picture of like what Harlem is and why like why Mace like makes sense in Harlem. I like it. Um do you want to get money? Left it the same. Yeah. Um. And, 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 and I kind of thought about changing it. Um. And then it was like um the art of subtraction, right? Like I was like, okay, is the change that I'm making really gonna materially make this any better? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. So okay. it's fine. Uh, take what's yours. Love it, but this is um my Harlem record. So what I do on this record is I keep DMX on the hook. Uh-huh. I add McGruff and Cameron, who are in Children of the Corn. I do with, think with that, Mace. All right, I, um, I will agree with you. I'm yeah. surprised Cameron's not on this. Yeah, that that needs to change. Cameron yeah. needs to be on here somewhere. So, uh, that, so I will, my... I will, I will concede that that is something that that, yeah. that, that would have enhanced the album. Yeah. So I, 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 that's my Harlem record, and then um, Mad Rapper interlude. Keep it the same. Keep it. Um, will they die for you? Uh, I remove Puff. And okay. I add uh, Sheik because Sheik was on Get At Me Dog as well on the okay. hook. And I think his voice would sound really good over this sample, which it did on Get That's At Me Dog. That's fair. All right. Um, and then Looking At Me, it's perfect. Keep it. The only thing I'm doing is I'm adding a bonus cut with 112 on it. So there's a Looking At Me remix with 112. Okay. Um, I just heard, I, I could hear Slim doing nah, ad in the background of that record. So like I feel like I think 112 would be dope over that beat. So uh-huh. I, I, I add them. White girl interlude, fine. Um, yeah, that's. I think it's. I think it's one of the best interludes on here, y'all. It, it it works. Like it really works. For it what they it were really going works. For. And to yeah. be honest, like, it, as silly as it sounds, like mm-hmm. I think it's very important. Really? Yes. First of all, mm-hmm. we're we're. Was Becky officially the slang term for white girls back then? This is 1997. I don't think it was yet. So the fact that. Her name the was fact that it's 1997 and the girl's name is Becky. <laughs> you think it was girl. ahead of its time? <laughs> a little bit. The other thing too is that I think it's look, it's it's silly, right? And it's uh, and it's corny and it's a, it's yeah. a joke. But I think that if you're someone like Mace and mm-hmm. that's what you see, like mm-hmm. you're you're this is Harlem world, right? Uh-huh. So you're not used to these women caring anything about you. Mm. right and then all of a sudden yo you get put on and then it's just like yo these white girls are coming around mm. i think you have i think it 
you're go ahead you are entitled to put something like this on your record mm. and make fun of them yeah you know have at it you know it's <laughs> yeah do you i, I enjoy I, it I, i'm, I'm most passionate about the white girl interlude I'm, i just think it's fine i'm here for that um love you so get the fuck out of here with that bullshit that's out of here okay um i feel so passionately about it but the positive thing is um it's definitely a glitzy glammy type of 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 bad boy record mm -hmm. i'm just gonna move feel so good up in the rotation Okay, what so, about the okay? So, what so, you keep them play away? You gotta keep Bobby we're G not there that. yet. Oh, what's the next so, track? So, so I, I put that there. Play away stays on the album, but it's a bonus cut. I mm -hmm. think it, it interrupts the flow a little bit of the record in terms of T Mix's beats, they don't always necessarily go with East Coast production. Okay, uh, we kind of said the same, or I kind of said the same thing on the Mob Deep. Um, when we talked about uh, the uh, the eight ball and MJG record that was on yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the Mob Deep album, mm -hmm. produced by T Mix as well. Right. Same, same situation. Um, hater, keep it. Uh, niggas want to act. This is where I put a verse from DMX. Okay. Because I think that DMX is the best rapper over Dame Grease Beats, period. So are you, um, so you just keeping personalized on the hook, though, right? Yeah, same hook. The same. The song is the same, just with a, with a DMX uh, beat. And I also want to add, though, with the caveat that I do think DMX is the best rapper over a Dame Grease beat, I think Max B is 1B. Like, I okay. think Max B is really dope over Dame Grease, too. So I don't want to leave him out. Feels so good. We moved it up already. Um, what you want exactly the same i'm not touching it um phone conversation interlude i'm still going to keep it the same the one thing i want to say about phone conversation interlude and this goes for all the interludes and we kind of talked about this um i do like about this album that even though i find the interludes to be corny they're very mace mm -hmm. um, that's why and, that's what i'm saying i don't have a problem with any of them and mace is mace was somebody who who actually had multiple beefs to a point where they say he wasn't even able to come into his neighborhood anymore and they all stemmed from him taking somebody's girl <laughs> literally every single beef he ever had was about him taking somebody's girl um he took dame's girl and that's the reason why in uh do you want to get money with us he says um don't really fuck with dame but still i cop jigger <laughs> that was the beginning of him and Jay's beef because then Jay ended up inheriting the beef and they ended up shooting subtle shots at each other. Um, the one record on um, on on volume two, Jay-Z volume two, is is aimed at Mace. Mm -hmm. You know the joint. Enlightenment. Um, check your own videos. You'll always be number two. <laughs> uh, that You know that that's a shot at Mace. I can see that. Um, when one of I'm Mace, not that familiar with that song. One so. of Puff and Mace's first videos... Puff has a jersey that's the number one, and Mace has a, a jersey that's of the course, number two. Of course, so of they course. took shuttle so, shuttle shots at each other for years. Um, Hold me, mm -hmm. the one twelve song. Okay, Mace's verse at the end, he gets super gangster. He's talking about Jay on the uh, with cats get slapped with something, 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 with cats get yapped with Harlem World Junior Mafia. Yeah, and that's it. He's talking to Jay. So. Okay. I say all that to say, you know, even when when Cam said that that Mace couldn't come around anymore in right. Harlem, the reason was because he slept with this uh, big gangster in Harlem's girlfriend. <laughs> Dude found out about it. Cam was protecting him, and then after they fell out over the horse and carriage video, Cam stopped protecting him, and right. so he couldn't come to the neighborhood anymore. That mm. was the you know the folklore. So all these joints about him taking people's girls are like legitimately real life and so i feel like they all need to stay and that's the reason why i'm keeping them there even though they're kind of corny all right anyway cheat on you this is where i use a little bit of my artistic license sure. um at the time um 
Big had just passed. Yeah. They were kind of starting to do the either doing tributes to him or using posthumous uh, music. Mm-hmm. I put a big verse on Cheat On You. The yeah, beat sounds I, I like see. something Biggie would kill. I, can I take see. C's off. Yeah. Um, and I keep, I, I have, now I have a Jay-Z and Biggie song. I, that was something I thought about as well when I was listening to it. I was like, you know, I'm curious if there was a verse from Big that they could have put on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure if there if there if there was, but I don't know. I maybe, think Big would have would have would have ripped uh, cheat on you, and it would have taken the song to a whole another level. So uh, next is twenty four hours to live, and it's twenty four hours to live. Like I said, I think it's one of the greatest posse cuts. Uh, it's probably in my top. It's at least in my top twenty five, if not higher. Uh, so that's 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 just gonna be what it is. I'm I not second even, that. I'm not gonna touch that. Um, I need to be. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'll change the, I'll change the vocalist. I'll <laughs> so, change the vocalist. So first of all, in, in the time period where Kevin Spacey just crashed the whole House of Cards franchise, <laughs> um, we don't need to have Yo, any but songs. Here's the thing, though. But here's the thing, though. He, he's not actually, if you listen to the lyrics, mm. he's not actually messing with an underage yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the beginning of him talking about the girl wasn't 19, he followed her to school. I don't need to know any of that. Yeah, but he was and saying then, he was man. saying that like that's not cool. Like That's right, how people get arrested. Still, I don't do that. And then the, the whole and, song and was whack, too. How, to how, old, how old was Mace at the time? 23-ish? Yeah, it's a little... Mm. If he was 21... Yeah, he was like in his early 20s. Yeah, but I don't he, know. But he, he said it wasn't cool. He said like, that's not... Yeah, that's, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I just... get locked in a cage. I, so the, the song wasn't good enough for me to be okay Fair. with Borderline Pedophile Bars. I just like, I just like bars. the beat. That's all. Yeah. I, 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 I thought Monifa... You know, Monifa had a, a big record at the time. She had that Do You Really Want to Touch record or whatever. Yeah, um, I, I remember and, the video. And she was... Definitely yeah, remember the video. <laughs> she, so she was popping. I get why they tried to do this, but to me, it's gone. And, and we don't need it. It's not like they, he needed a girl joint or he needed a... like. This record doesn't need to be there. I got rid of it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Watch Your Back interlude, I think, is is necessary. Yeah. Then what I did um, was I, I flip-flopped the last two records. Well, uh, but Watch Your Back definitely goes into One yeah, Heart no, Mace. Yeah, no, no. I, I, my bad. I put Jealous Guy before the Watch Your Back. And the Watch Your Back so, and the One Heart Mace? Yeah. All right, so I put, I put Jealous right, Guy I can up. see that. I, I, I made it much shorter. I took Puff off of it. That's fine. Um, and so I made it about the the size of the the uh, player hater uh, Biggie joint. Uh, um, and then we go into Watch Your Back and then you know Wanna Hurt Mace I add the locks the uh, reason I add the locks is one the beat I think works for them but two and and this is gonna sound bad I don't mean it to sound as bad as it does the super intimidating records by Mace yeah. I need someone else to be on them That's and fine. most of them have like DMX is on one Bust yeah. is on one um if the record is about yo don't mess with mace because i'll shoot you i'll do x y and z i want the hardest niggas on bad boy to That's come right. on there and be like look if he doesn't do those things to you we're gonna do it so yes. i would prefer to have the locks on that record and no, that's I how it. i close my record i get it i mean i don't really have any any beef with anything that you said yeah. uh, i i agree there's probably too much puff on here but it was bad yeah. boy. yeah and cam needs to be on here yeah you know but I, you know, for me, the reason why... First of all, I, I didn't realize we were going to make it a classic. I thought we were just paying homage. But yeah, the, yeah. but the, even so, I'm not sure how much I think is really necessary to change. Mm. You know what I mean? Because for me, like, I don't think it's going to be an amazing, amazing, incredible piece of music. But I, I think, think it could base, be. I think it's fine just as it is. I think if you look at the time frame, right? Um, these these individuals put out five albums in this time frame, right? Yeah. Um, the first was uh was the Puff album, right. right? Then they put out the Biggie album, the first of of Biggie fu- fully engaged in Bad Boy, right? In the Bad Boy ecosystem, because um 
Ready to Die, half of the album was complete before he ever he ever started working with Puff. Wait, so hold on. So you're saying so Life After Death came before Puff's album. Okay, so so I mean I'm not giving you a chronology. Oh, okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm giving sorry, you the I'm albums sorry. that are, that are in the in All this right, ecosystem. So, have, so okay. you got this. You got was Kim in this time frame? Kim and, had in this to be ecosystem. In the time frame. She wasn't yeah. in this ecosystem though because she was under Lance on Riviera, right? I thought her her was she raw on Bad joint. Boy? I thought her raw joint was on this. We could figure it out. Oh no, Charlie was uh, was on on. Charlie Baltimore was on. on. What, but wasn't wasn't Little Kim's album on Undias? I thought it was with Bad Boy. Let's uh -huh. check real quick. All right. Okay, yeah, so, so it wasn't in that. We found we we uh, so we're coming back. We did some investigative research, and it turns out Yinka was correct. Hardcore yeah. was not on Bad Boy, which surprised yeah. the fuck out of me. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Little Kim was part of what uh, what Big was trying to do with Junior Mafia. Uh, Lance Unriviera was his business partner. He put uh, C's Kim and Junior Mafia under uh, Undias, which was this kind of side ecosystem which uh oddly enough he also signed uh cam to okay because cameron right. was his artist and cameron wrote um crush on you which was the big single from here that was right. his his first writing credit but yeah so uh to get back to the whole joint um you had you had big you had mace you had the um puff album you had the locks album right. and then after that you had the uh the black rob album when did 112 um, and total come out those are are also in that time frame which and, were, those were great albums faith um, as well faith um, but uh but I, I i'm talking about those particular albums mm -hmm. to say that those were all to me strong albums mm -hmm. i would say mace's album might be the weak link um it may have had the okay. most hits it probably had at least comparable hits to uh to the puff album but um i feel like in the canon of like going back and listening to albums uh, besides the Lox's album, which was obviously the, <laughs> the Lox didn't belong there, um, Harlem World would be like the weak link, and I think it could have been a much stronger album. And I think fair. I think the changes that I have here would have made me say this album's like a classic. Like I would have remembered it the way I remember like DMX. And but the thing is, so the reason why I'm going to challenge that is mm -hmm. because you didn't really change anything that Mace did. The only thing that you only thing that you changed were like features, and you removed a couple tracks here and there. Well, but Bad like Boy was all about was all about features. I mean, that's it, fine. Yeah. But when you talk about Biggie, like we're also ta we're talking about life after death. We're also talking about Biggie's lyrics. the greatest rapper of all time. That's fine. So, but I, so when you talk about the locks, you're also talking about lyrics, right? So. Mm -mm. You don't think so? I think I think you can make a great album just like No Way Out and not have any lyrics. Like Puff doesn't rap and he had a better album than Harlem World. So that Maybe. means that we Maybe. can make changes that have nothing to do with the rapping because we can both admit that Mace is a better rapper than Puff, right? <laughs> Obviously. So so I mean we can make material changes to an album that have nothing to do with the with the the featured artist yeah. and and it still be a better album. So let me ask you, where do you cuz cuz uh, I was I was told a friend of mine that I was going to do this album and he uh -huh. wanted specifically for us to address this issue. Uh -huh. He wants to know is Mace a good rapper or not? I think Mace is one of the best rappers at what he did. I would agree. Yeah. I happen to think that Mace is a good rapper. Yeah. And in fact, and this is going to sound kind of um kind of contradictory mm -hmm. because I think Mace has tried to get back in the game and he hasn't yeah. been able to do it. Yeah. But the thing is a lot of them from back then try to get back into the game and they can't really do it. Right. The odd thing is though, I listened to this album mm -hmm. and I think that if you 
took a a, a time machine mm. or uh, uh, whatever, and you could take the mace that was in his young 20s like mm-hmm. right from 1997 mm-hmm. and pluck him right into today yeah and you give him the same drive and same energy and you tell him hey this is the world of rap music now right uh i think that it would take him a little bit to get adjusted but then once he saw what drake was doing he's like oh oh that works now yeah oh let me kill this shit and i yeah. think he would kill drake yo did you see did you see the whole joint where where mace when he tried to come back he actually compared himself to drake and he said he said i see how this guy drake is doing it he reminds me of me when i was young right and you know like cats kind of got at him and the whole but, nine but, but he's, he's actually right, right. Though. He, he's absolutely right like <laughs> exactly if you took uh, because i think that Mace has rhymes. Like I'm not saying that Mace has like wordplay nah, and no. great like analogies and metaphors, but mm-hmm. he's got rhymes. Yeah. He's got he's got words that you wouldn't necessarily think to put together, but they go together nicely and mm-hmm. the imagery that he creates is perfect. And also he you hear him on, you hear him on records like Niggas Then Started Something, right? right? Or even some of those old Children of the Corn right. records. And you do realize that like, you know, he says I was murdered, P. Diddy made me pretty like right. He realized what worked for him and he stuck to it, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't rap or he couldn't do other things. Yeah, and I think that when you look at, and this is why I mentioned the trap beat, and it's right. not actually a trap beat, but it's got that tempo. Uh-huh. You, you know, for all the DJs out there, it's got that like, like 126 BPM range. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's something that a lot of MCs are doing now. I think Mace could have figured out how to rap to that. Mm-hmm. And then when you got uh, the Jealous guys, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And of course, it's probably more. Um, it's probably just more of um, a, a playoff of what Biggie did with uh, with Player Haters, which yeah. is not a good song. But if you love that album, no, 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 it definitely. It's like it's, it's a, a it's, it's a, a character piece. It, right, it, right, right. It, it contributes to the atmosphere of what it's, the album. It's is. it's a it's a horrible song, but in right. the context of that album, when you listen to it all the time, you end up listening to that track. You don't skip it. Exactly. And then by the tenth time you listen to the album you realize that you're you're singing along right Right. so so i think jealous guys is a song that's in that same vein but that being said though you've got an mc who's singing like they Mm. all do that shit now and the and the subject matter um the fact that mace doesn't have to talk about anything challenging he could talk about himself and still sound good Mm. i actually think he would 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 uh, a young mace Mm -hmm. would kill it now i definitely think so i also think you know we're in an era where we've talked about this a lot right uh Music isn't a commodity. They're selling images. They're selling visual. Right. Uh, he was a handsome dude. Sure. He danced around and he was yeah. so super entertaining, you know, et cetera. He had a lot of charisma. Like, I feel like he would have he would have done great if he was here today. So uh, I want to switch switch it up a little bit unless yeah. you want to keep. Can no, we talk about, so I'm curious. Um, this isn't this is going to sound like a Captain Obvious question, right? Uh-huh. But. How do we evaluate Puff as like a, like a talent gatherer? And it's mm-hmm. going to sound like a, a Captain Obvious mm-hmm. question for me to ask. But mm-hmm. I mean, the big is the obvious one, right? But like yeah. for him to take Murder Mace and make him into what he did and for right. him to take the locks and make them what, what they yeah. were. I mean, do we give Puff Daddy credit for you know taking this talent and turning it into what he turned it into mm. or is it like blasphemous what he did you know to take this talent and then make it so commercialized and, mm. and change the game like what are your thoughts on that uh i mean we talked about this with jay-z and you didn't agree with me but i i think there's a certain talent to really having a good understanding of what people want and commoditizing it 
Okay. Um, and I think that there's certain people that really, really have that understanding. I would put Kanye in that. In that, sure. I would put uh, Dr. Dre in that, and Drake. I, and and yeah, definitely Drake <laughs> and Puff. Uh, I think is one of the kings of that. And um, and I mean, I think it's something that we really need to celebrate. And 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 you know, and I think you know, kind of like we had the whole conversation about how there was that article where they said that um. Only built for Cuban links was kind of like the best and worst thing to happen to hip hop. Right. I feel like Puff in a lot of ways was in the in a Sugar Hill Gang type of way, <laughs> one of the best and worst things to, to happen to hip hop. Because while I really really missed the time frame where everybody wore fucking Gore Tex and and you know and like you know Timberlands and and only rapped about gritty shit that happened on their block, you know he also brought made it something that you know people could make tons and tons of money off mm -hmm. of careers off of uh open up the exposure we got much mu more musical hip-hop i mean you, you know i would agree with that from the new york perspective but i okay. I, I think the nwa kind of did that for the west coast first i think dr dre and puff did a lot of what they did at the same time um but like just the musicality sure of, of hip-hop music yeah, but dr dre um, was doing that. dre did that was he do i guess dre was making money and, yeah and i i think that on the on the west coast i i think that if you're going to make the argument that puff helped make new york rap profitable again yeah. i would i would agree with you but, but even you look at you look at the collective of the hitmen right i mean th these are like you know five to ten dudes who we don't even really know their names like that like you right. and i know them because we're heads mm -hmm. but like i mean a lot of people go back and they laugh at the mad rapper skits yeah. but they don't realize d dot produced like a third of this album you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like like these are dudes that contributed to something great and puff operated as the collector of people that put those people all together and said give me what i'm looking for and then made them do it over and over again until they gave him what he was looking for and i, I think that that is something that is commendable what do you think about uh switching gears again what do you think about his retirement uh maces it seemed like a forced retirement you think so I mean, you, we've we've talked a little bit about the whole Cameron thing, and you know Mace going and being a pastor and leaving, and you so know what was the story behind um, that? Because so, I heard a story, but then I went to go verify the story with a friend who mm -hmm. originally told it to me, and he has no recollection of telling me the story. So, so it, I'm not sure if it's true. So or supposedly, not. after Mace took Dame's girl, Dame's best friend's girlfriend, or Dame's girlfriend, or whatever the situation was that got him in, in beef with Jay, he also took some Harlem gangster, like OG, triple OG gangster mm -hmm. dude's girlfriend. Um, and that dude essentially put like a hit out on him. Like right. was like, yo, when this dude comes to, to the neighborhood, like I want him to die type thing. Mm. Um, uh, supposedly at the time, Cameron had like a lot of, he knew like a lot of people, like he had street cred, he knew folks. And so he told people like, yo, Mace is my man, like, you know, don't don't mess with them mm -hmm. and so as a result of that mace kind of had a little bit of a pass so that's why cam said in, in one of his songs um i ain't always hustle i was mace muscle like that's kind of how he came in the game was like taking care of mace but then they fell out over um the uh the vi music video to horse and carriage right so uh mace did a verse on horsing or did the hook on horse and carriage right. as a as a favor to cam mace cam Samantha. wanted to shoot the music video mace asked him to pay 
for him to be in the music video. So basically, he processed it as a transaction of the record label. So he said, the label wants you to pay this much for me to appear in the music video. Right. Cam was like, fuck you, we're boys. But what essentially what it seems is that it seemed like it was a misunderstanding. Because what Mace had said to Cam was, look, the label wants to charge your label. So allow it to be an itemized expense and then we'll take their earnings and we'll split them in half. Right. So if the if they pay, I don't know, fifty thousand dollars for me to appear in the video, you keep twenty five thousand, I keep twenty five thousand, we both get paid and the label paid for it. Right. But at the time, Cam was just so insulted by the fact that Mace would charge him to be in the video that he said, Fuck him and was like, I'm not taking care of this dude no more. I don't have want to have nothing to do with him, etc. At that point in time, it wasn't safe for Mace to really walk the streets of Harlem like that. Um, and then all of a sudden we get this whole Mace is religious. He's going to move to Atlanta and start a church, uh, which he did. But then he tried to come back out as yes. Mace Murder and he rapped and he put that Welcome Back Out record Welcome in 05. Signed a G-Unit, <clears throat> which totally wasn't jiving with the whole him being religious thing. Um, and then, you know, we, we got that classic moment where Mace calls into the radio station and, and then cam calls in or jim jones calls in and he's telling calling mesa actor and saying he's not really a pastor and the whole nine so i mean that's that's my recollection of of what happened with with mace and his whole career that's that's fair yeah. uh i was told to ask a question do we miss mace mm, not really. i think i think i miss i miss the energy that bad boy had um okay. they seemed like they had a whole lot of fun um, and I, I look at a lot of the artists that are are out now, and I see I don't see as much fun like as I feel like we had with Bad Boy. Like even like Migos, right? Like Migos yeah. makes really fun records. Yeah. But their you know their videos is like I'm seeing they they got guns yeah. and they 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 looking tough in the camera. Like there isn't the fun that I feel like we had when we had Bad Boy. But uh, but there was another kind of a silliness that came with that too. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think the, the the most the closest thing to that that I can remember is um, the music video that Lil Wayne and Drake had for the um, "Are You High Right Now?" Do you ever get nervous? And it's like, it's like they're at the, a bar mitzvah, and it's like for like little Drake or something like that. But then they show up as their grown self <laughs> and like. Little Wayne has like some like skull cap over his face and they're at this bar mitzvah looking super thugged out and everybody else is just normal people at a bar mitzvah right. and they're all like doing the dances and stuff like a lot of like Jewish culture and then you just see like all these menacing looking like black rappers also <laughs> having a good time so I, I thought that that would that joint looked like it was fun but I think I see a lot less fun in today's scene I think you're right but maybe I haven't I haven't thought about it that much either yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to think if, if the, today's movie, uh scene even like provides a space for fun. Because like it's that. like everybody's getting money, right? Like I think back then the other thing was like the sheer volume of money that they were showing in their videos was was it mattered. Well, they're still but now it's now. like there's oh, yeah. so much money now, right? True. So, but you see people and they have like these money shooters. That's the new thing in all the videos, yeah. right? And they're shooting like hundred dollar bills or whatever, but they're looking like menacingly in the camera while they're doing it. It's like that doesn't look fun. Like yeah, if true. I had a gun full of hundred dollar bills, I'd be having the time of my life. You guys Do you aren't think even so it sounds like there's a space for uh, the fun rapper to return. I think so. Uh, but I'm trying I to mean, think what that would even look like, though. I think you would have to have an atmosphere where, for for one thing, I think. I mean, I what think, about isn't Yachty having fun? 
Yeah, I guess he is. I don't know. I, I think, though, one of the things I was going to go back to is I think the current iteration of the monetization of hip hop has removed a, a very important element of hip hop, which was the crew. I think you have you have a few exceptions. You have like ASAP Mob and mm-hmm. a few few, but like back in the day, it was like every rapper had a crew, right? Like this all of them, because well, they all came and, up together and they were right. all trying to put each other on. And so they genuinely had fun. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if you got a million dollars and you're from the hood, and then you brought like your ten best friends who also right. are from the fucking hood, and you shoot a, a five million dollar music video? Like, you're gonna have the time of your life, and no, your friends sense. are gonna have the time of their life. But when it's just you and you're working and like you're there working with two other artists that you just met that you're also working like i don't think you you have the same genuine fun as you do when it's like like the lost boys for example yeah they look like they had so much fun in their music videos tribe yeah but even like rough riders right when rough riders anthem came out i didn't know that rough riders was really a thing i thought it was just dmx and people he knew on the block i didn't know there were other rappers i didn't know anything so i see the video and it's he's with his shirt off and i'm like okay he looks kind of mad then i see like all these people busting willies on you know on these four wheelers and etc and they're like really doing their thing on their block like that's them having a good time in an organic environment it's not some manufactured industry shit to try to make money but you know uh i'm trying to think like kendrick is probably too serious to have this kind of fun right he does a little bit have you ever seen the uh so what's up video no i have not it was uh it was a bonus cut i think on on um on j-rock's album but uh it's a video where they're basically it's the four black hippie guys so absol kendrick lamar j-rock and and schoolboy q and there's just a video camera with a fish islands and they're in this like what looks like like a construction yard yeah and they're just running around and they're like grabbing the camera and like wrapping into it and passing it and stuff oh you know what that actually sounds familiar yeah i may i may have seen something like that big Mm. shot looks like he has fun I, to be honest, I'm not enough of a fan that okay. I've really seen his visuals. I don't think I've ever seen a, a Big Sean music video besides Hometown. What was the one where he basically sampled like the Martin intro? Yo, that that joint's actually hot. I yeah. was I was listening to uh, my iPod it's, 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 on, it's on the Is the DeBarge sample? Yeah, but the music video is like a throwback to. Well, to I didn't Martin. see the video, but uh, but I heard the song and I was like, Yo, this is kind of tight. Like I, I should listen to this. So what I was gonna say though is I think. Um, I think one of the reasons why you're not going to see that is mm. because a lot of today's music is just really depressing. Like mm. depressing music is hot. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like a, a lot of Future's stuff when he's when he's talking about drugs and stuff. I it's, mean, it's Future's true. fault, dog. I feel like yeah, and I, well, and, and, and well, Lil Vert doesn't help. 808s and heartbreaks and then Future. I think those two things kind of created what we have in terms of the current landscape of of music. Yeah. So anyway, we've kind of uh, deviated from the original topic, which is uh, which is May. So do you have Harlem anything? World. Do you have anything else to say about it? Nah, uh, just don't snitch on nobody from Harlem. <laughs> so the next episode we're gonna do, uh, we actually recorded before this one, but we've got a, a make it a classic coming up. With uh, we're gonna talk about murder music. Yeah, so. yeah. So we definitely gonna switch gears on that, but uh, right. you'll see some consistent themes. So thanks for tuning in. Shout out to everybody in Harlem. Shout out to Sham. She she from Harlem. Polo Grounds was was popping. <laughs> nah. Shout out to Dave East. Alright, anything else for you on closing? No. Alright, peace. Peace. Yeah, what you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs, all up in the headrest. Try and live it up. Ride jewel, bigger truck, peace all glittered up. Stick a kid, what? 
jig with a cut, ship Chris, spit it up. Hose ride, get your nut till I can't get it up. I'm a big man, get this man room. I done hit everything from Cancun to Grand Tomb. Why you stand on the wall, hand on your balls, lighting up drugs, always fighting in the club. I'm the reason they made the dress code. They figure out what and why when I'm in my fresh clothes. Dresses I suppose from my neck to my toes. Neck full of gold, baguettes in my rose. Rec shows, collect those extra O's. By the E, get a key to the Lex to hold. East, West, every state, come on, bury the hate. Millions, the only thing we in the heavy to make. Whether from the ex friend, intellects or bins. Let's begin, bring this BS to an end. Come on. Understand we be wide kiki, sipping DP to the TV, look greedy. Uh-huh. Little kids see me way out in DC with a Z3 chrome BB.